Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Good morning and happy Saturday. Time for another fresh edition of the Bob Rose Rewind. So much going on. Let's start it off with Congresswoman Kat Kamick. Talk about busy up in D.C. I'm going to ask her about the border. Is it time for my orcas to go? And even a fair tax question? Let's roll it. Kat Kamick on the Bob Rose Rewind on 97.3 The Sky. Good morning, Kat. How are you? Good morning, fellas. Hey, Ooh, we, I'm tired. <laughs> I, I bet, look, I know you're one of the hardest working, busiest people in uh, in a political world, and we, we do appreciate that. We know you've been to the border many times. Uh, yeah. What's the deal on Secretary Mayorkas? It sounds like things are starting to firm up. Are they really going to try to uh, throw this guy out or what? Yeah, you know, I said last year we needed to be impeaching him. He has come before my committee, the House Homeland Security Committee, five times, and he has lied on every single occasion. This guy cannot be trusted, and whether he is doing this deliberately or he is just simply incompetent, neither is acceptable. So we are going to go through the process so that it is airtight, and no one can at that moment, when all of the investigation findings come to light, no one, I don't care if you're Republican or Democrat or Independent, you can't sit there with a straight face and say, with all the facts presented, that he does not deserve to be impeached. And so that is going to be a very, very big focus for us. But more importantly, when he's gone, what comes next? And the big issue that no one wants to talk about is how we secure the border. Last Congress, um, I introduced a bill called the Jason Act. It was named after a Border Patrol agent who brought the idea to me and said, listen, the politics is killing us. You know, everybody wants to get in front of a camera and talk about oh, how they're doing this or how they're doing that, take away their ability to do that by chalking the field. So this bill, the Jason Act, it would basically put in a system where if we had so many encounters, 25% more encounters one month to the next, it automatically triggers a crisis. So it takes it away from the president. It takes it away from the Secretary of Homeland Security. And at that point, it's a numbers game. And if you want to deny data and you want to be a science denier, that's on the left. But we know from what we have seen, numbers on the ground, that cannot be denied. This is a border crisis of epic proportions. 
And that's why bills like the Jason Act and the Texas Border Plan are so important. And we can play hardball with the Senate and get it to the desk of Biden, but then we have to put the pressure on him to sign it. Uh, look, uh, we wish you all the luck in the world. We hope that happens. Uh, uh, Joe Biden, recently they, they, they found some documents, some uh, some documents that were supposed to be top secret. And it seems like this is being treated, at least by the media uh, and the talking heads, much, much differently than uh, when uh, former President Trump's house was raided. <laughs> yeah, I think all of us were kind of looking around, scratching our heads, saying, where's the outrage from the media? Why isn't the media covering this? Of course, we all know why. It's because it's all fake news and, and, and it's biased. And that's why also this new church-style committee that we negotiated back in December that was part of the rules package on January 1st, not after the speaker's fight, but before the speaker's fight, this new select committee that we all agreed on as a body that will investigate the weaponization of the federal government is so important because it's going to look into things like why, why was the, the raid on Mar-a-Lago allowed? How did that come be? What emails and correspondences were going on behind the scenes? This is what people are standing up saying, hmm, this doesn't pass the smell test. So shame on the media for not covering it. The Democrats who have refused to speak out about it, who were so quick to jump in front of a TV camera and slam President Trump and Republicans, where are they? Because it seems like it's rules for the not for me, right? So, again, calling us the hypocrisy of government. We got to do it at every turn, it seems like. And, you know, that's why I was telling Greg, I'm on my first cup of coffee, but I'll probably have five by the end of the day. <laughs> right on. Well, look, one of the things that shouldn't be overlooked is this UPenn Biden Center. Uh, and yeah. it's probably not just Biden that engages in this kind of activity. And, of course, we know about the Clinton Foundation, uh, pay for play. Uh, we need to stop this. And we know that. Uh, uh, Chinese money has come in, uh, huge amounts of money has come into that, quote-unquote, center, these think tanks and all of that. Is that ever going to be effectively dealt with? Because China's influence is incredible. Governor DeSantis is starting to do something about it. When is the rest of the nation going to catch up? So yesterday, we, so the very first day, let me just give you a timeline. The very first day that we had the gavel, um, we fired 87,000 IRS agents. Yesterday, we passed with Democrats supporting this, a select committee on China to take on China, as well as the select committee on uh, the government weaponization against Americans. We're cranking things out right now. And yesterday I had a conversation with the chairman of the China task force, Mike Gallagher. And I said, hey, we should sit down and talk because we've had some we've had some issues at University of Florida. We're very familiar with the Thousand Talents program and these Confucius Institutes. For everybody listening, those Thousand Talents programs are what the Chinese government actually sanctions to infiltrate um, Chinese nationals in multiple key critical industries around the United States, including higher education. And then I also mentioned the 1,400 acres that a Chinese company that has ties to the CCP purchased, 1,400 acres in Levy County. And so we're actually talking about doing a field hearing down in Levy County, this China Select Task Force, and really highlighting how much China is doing to undermine the United States as a whole, our national security in every single industry, not just higher education, but from our telecommunications infrastructure all, all the way out to our military. So you're going to see a lot of work done in this space. And in some ways, Florida's 3rd Congressional District, we're going to be ground zero when we're talking about the land purchases. The, the ad components that they're trying to infiltrate, and, of course, higher education, and a hat tip to the University of Florida for their, their work in helping us combat 
this type of theft and research theft that we're right, seeing. Right on. Uh, yeah. What are we going to do with Representative Swalwell? He had his own select committee with China, Ling Ling Bang Bang, or whatever her name was. That guy is still in Congress. Uh, are they going to throw him off the committees, or has that already happened? Eric Swalwell and uh, Adam Schiff will not be on the Intel Committee. They absolutely do not. Um, they would never qualify for clearance in private sectors, so they should not have one in the government sector. So they will be thrown off their committees. Um, we are actually this week populating committees. So when we come back in two weeks after this week is completed, that's when you're going to see a move from the full Congress to remove them from that. Um, and, and I will say this, you know, during the speaker's race, um, when things were getting heated, Swalwell stood up on the House floor and said, oh, Republicans flip-flop. And I said, well, at least we don't bang, bang, bang. So, you know, there you go. Oh, way to go. <laughs> we love that. Good job. Uh, hey, real quick, somebody was asking about flat tax. Has there been any discussions about a fair tax, flat tax, any other uh, type of thing within the uh, within Congress at all dealing with taxation? Yeah, let me let me give a quick uh, rundown of the lay of the land for the week. So, as I said, Monday we fired the IRS agents. Yesterday we established our two select committees. Today we're going to be voting on the Abortion Survivor Protection Act. So, if a child survives an abortion attempt and is alive and struggling for life. A doctor has to perform life-saving care, cannot abort that child outside the womb. That's called murder for any sane human. Uh, we're going to be taking on the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, taking away Biden's piggy bank that he uses for political reasons and protecting our Strategic Petroleum Reserves as a whole. And we're also going to be taking up the fair tax, which I'm so excited about because it was one of the very first pieces of legislation that I co-sponsored um, on the very first day of Congress. Last term and this term, I was one of the original co-sponsors, so... Shout out to our Georgia friend, even though he's a bulldog, Buddy Carter. <laughs> yeah. uh, his office is right next to mine, and uh, he's the sponsor for the fair tax, and we will get a floor vote on it. Now it's important that we put pressure on the Senate to take this up. This would abolish the IRS, and it's well past time for us to do a major overhaul. And as a final plug, i got to put it out here, I'm reintroducing the RAINS Act today. The RAINS Act will come in with over 150 co-sponsors. And it reigns in government overreach. It, it basically takes the power away from those swamp creatures dwelling in basements all over Washington and returns regulatory authority back to Congress. So I'm super excited. we got a lot of work ahead. Stay tuned. Congresswoman Kat Kamek on the Bob Rose Rewind. Thanks so much for tuning in and happy Saturday. Gilchrist County Sheriff Bobby Schultz talking border and fentanyl, even though there is no border around here and the importance of his law enforcement officers having Narcan. It's the Bob Rose Rewind, 97.3 The Sky. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Happy Saturday. It's the Bob Rose Rewind as we uh, have a little talk with Gilchrist County Sheriff Bobby Schultz. Fentanyl, even a problem in this area, way away from the border and the importance of Narcan. Let's talk about it right now on the Bob Rose Rewind 97.3 The Sky. Good morning, Sheriff. How you doing? Good morning, Bob. Glad to be here. Hey, it's always a pleasure to speak with you. Uh, Fentanyl has come up in the news again, both for the deaths and uh, for President Biden, at least bringing it up a little bit with the uh, Mexican uh, president. But it doesn't sound like they came up with any clear cut solutions. What's the situation in North Florida from your law enforcement perspective? Well, bless our president's heart for, for finally getting down to the border and doing a drive by and, and actually having a conversation. You know, now for months, over, over a year, law enforcement and the Border Patrol has been talking about the, the fentanyl flooding over the, the border. And a lot of people questioned me about the stance of us uh, sheriffs here in Florida, why we were getting involved and even asking and, and worrying about that. Well, it's because we're seeing it here now. Mm-hmm. Here, even in Gilchrist County, we have seen a, an uptick significant of fentanyl coming into our communities. It's not made here in Gilchrist County or the, the Tri-County area. It's made in Mexico or transported from Mexico into Georgia, into here. And it is ridiculous that we have done nothing to stop this other than in the couple, past couple of days, the president going down there and having a watered-down version of what he's seeing, and then we're going to talk about it. No, they need to do something, and they need to do it now. Do you think uh, locally, are we effectively getting the message out that fentanyl is deadly, um, and I mean really deadly, in other words, one dose because you have no idea what the dosage is and a small dose could stop you from breathing. Uh, do you think we're getting the message out? Well, I think the message about fentanyl is out. I think they understand if someone says, hey, I want a, I want a, a pill full of fentanyl. I don't think no one's going to buy it. The problem is they're using this fentanyl to mix in with other things. They think they're getting Xanax or they think they're getting uh, – methamphetamines, which is all bad if you're using it illegally, obviously. However, they're mixing it, and it, it's killing people. And I, I don't know if it's the addiction is just too overwhelming that they don't care. They're willing to take the risk. Um, it, you know, we're having to make law enforcement, you know, even more so on uh, medical personnel, having to give Narcan 
and just I've been reading all over the place that close to Levy County and, and Latcher County, where our law enforcement and our first responders are getting exposed to this stuff, and they it, it's everywhere. We it talked. Is, is he, the message out there? I, I I think it's out there. I just think that the people who's carrying it don't give a crap. Yeah, well, I just, um, I mean, you touched on it. It's like they think they're getting a Xanax or a, a hydrocodone or some something else, and they're using fentanyl, they're lacing it with it, and they're not, you know, taking the time to uh, utilize and know how much is in it because just a little bit can uh, can kill you. Yeah, we had the law enforcement officer in Tavares. She was exposed to it. They had to apply Narcan to her yeah. uh, for three, three different uh, occasions to get her to come, too. So uh, are all the deputies, uh, does everybody have Narcan? can in gilchrist county yes sir we we are we're trained with it um there was an initiative thank thank goodness a couple of years ago for this to go out and there's opportunities to get it from some some uh well-intended folks on grants and then uh the four sheriff association made sure that uh sheriffs had it when it first started being a problem with uh opi- opioids and all so yeah we we have it it's just a shame that uh it's just a shame that we got to use it and it's a shame that it's so readily available in our communities, all because we have a forest border and we're not willing to do what it takes and be tough enough to stop it from coming across into America. Uh, also, we had the, the football player, uh, Damar Hamlin, who uh, went into cardiac arrest on the football field. Uh, the nation saw that. They also saw uh, a CPR and a fantastic uh, response uh, go into action very, very quickly. Um, are your law enforcement officers, are they trained in that? And uh, I guess you would work alongside with first responders as well when it comes to the serious medical situations. Yeah, that was that was horrible on a whole bunch of fronts. I mean, just to watch that, I watched it uh, live. I was watching a football game, and I've I seen the panic in it. Obviously, uh, when you see an injury, you know, anybody can see when there's panic, and there was obviously panic there. But, uh, yes, our, to answer the question, we are CPR certified. Uh, a lot of our vehicles have AEDs in it, so um, we, we are proficient in that. And, we, unfortunately, there's times where we, we are called to use it. But going back to DeMar, you know, that, that was horrible. You know, here's here's a, a team, profession, that's there to entertain you. And, but thank goodness there were some first responders there that and medical staff that was able to, to bring this, this young man back to life. And I, I can't help but, you know, look at that as I've seen something on social media. Uh, and this, please, this doesn't take away from him being injured. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm very thankful to our Heavenly Father that he was able to sound like he was released yesterday or today. But, you know, the, there was a thing on social media saying that the lowest paid people on that field was the first responders that was there to carry him to the hospital. And uh, I'm just thankful there's men and women out there that's, that's willing to put their talents and, their, and sacrifice so much to save lives. And, uh, and with all that being said, I, I can't, as a, as a law enforcement officer, I can't help but to think about in the same time period, in the past couple of weeks, we've had three or four deputy sheriffs and police officers get killed right here in the state of Florida, and um, no more than a blip on a on the TV screen or on, a, on a, an article, and that's got to change. That, that's got to change. It's, there, you know, it's, we have to honor those folks who give their lives. We need to honor those folks that have sacrificed so much. And, um, I'm, again, I'm, I'm grateful that DeMar is on his uh, path back to health. I hope all those that are injured trying to entertain us are, 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 are help, getting healthy. But at the same time, I want, want the audience to know that there's deputy sheriffs, there's police officers, there's patrolmen, 
uh, agents, firefighters, they're dying every day in the line of duty, and we, they need the same respect of getting the same type of notoriety for being heroes. Absolutely, no doubt about it. Recently in the news, saw a six-year-old, uh, Virginia, brought a, a gun to school, shot, the, uh, shot at the teacher. Um, how are we doing with school safety as it relates to Gilchrist County? Well, you know, you're, you, we say all the time, we can't stop bad things from happening. You know, there's only so much that we can do to mitigate that. However, me and Greg talked recently about the, the six-year-old. I, this ain't a gun control problem. I'll stand firm on that. It is oversight by parents. Who in the world, that's their five or six or seven, their 10-year-old, go outside the house without knowing what they're doing in today's world and not knowing what's going on in their lives. In Gilchrist County, we have the guardian system, where basically we have a school administrator school staff who are armed that we train that are ready to uh, take down any threat. Um, they have a, uh, a hotline that if they, if students know of another issue, they, they know the protocol and who to get a hold of. Um, we don't thank goodness that we don't have some of those issues that we read about, but um, I, we, I think we're as prepared as you possibly can. We're, we're proud of our guardian program. We have, uh, we've had school resource deputies in our schools long before it was mandatory. Our school district and uh, our, our uh, folks in, in Gilchrist County knew it was important years ago, and we're just adding to that. But parents, you got to know what's going on with your children at all times. Don't assume. And for goodness sake, if arm yourselves, I'm a Second Amendment guy, but put the things up where somebody can't put their hands on it. Yeah, six years old. My goodness. Uh, we really appreciate your time as usual. Uh, keep up the good work and stay safe. Thank you very much, Bob, and thanks for what y'all do every day. Thank you. Gilchrist County Sheriff Bobby Schultz on the Bob Rose Rewind. Don't go away. Coming up next, State Representative Chuck Clemens talk about busy. They're going to be busy in Tallahassee as well. And what does Tallahassee have to do with China owning land here in the U.S.? I'll explain next on the Bob Rose Rewind, 97.3 The Sky. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Happy Saturday and welcome. It's the Bob Rose Rewind. State Representative Chuck Clemens right in his own district, China, owning some land here. And this has been a big issue, so we're going to ask him about it right now on the Bob Rose Rewind 97.3 The Sky. Good morning. How are you doing? Good morning, Bob. It's good to be with you and Greg. We're getting geared up for the 2023 legislative session that will start in March. But we're currently uh, undergoing uh, committee meetings uh, as, as we speak. We'll be back up next week on uh, week number two for committee meetings. We usually have about six committee weeks prior to the regular session. They get their money's worth out of you. You're going to be Speaker Pro Tem, Chair of the Healthcare Regulation Committee. You're going to sit on another committee, Energy, Communication, Cybersecurity. Oh, my goodness. Um, what are you going to do with your free time? 
hey, listen, uh, I'm going to darn my socks and uh, volunteer at the little kitty rescue home. Hey, any ideas uh, in terms of health care regulation? Any uh, is something that you're trying to uh, try to maybe get done this year? Well, you know, Bob, in the last several years, we've worked uh, really hard on uh, health care transparency. And I'll just give you an example. Several years ago, I did a sleep study uh, for, for some sleep apnea. Uh, turns out I have it. Uh, I've got a machine. But that night, I spent eight hours in a sleep study, and, and it's so busy that I was there on a Saturday night, and it was booked with five uh, patients in there, one polysomnographer, and my bill was $9,200. And uh, there was no itemization. Uh, I was there for eight hours. I got a cup of uh, half a cup of black coffee when I left, and I'm like, why the heck did it cost $9,200? Where's the transparency in that? I may have chosen a different polysomnography uh, study lab if I'd have known. Um, and so it's those sort of things that the public uh, is kept from as why things cost and to cost compare. You know, when you go uh, to, to buy a, a motorcycle or you go to uh, look at a new Jeep, you can compare from one dealer to the next and, and really uh, get the best value for, for your money. And we'd like to do that with patients uh, in the state of Florida. Yeah, it wouldn't be a bad idea to, yeah, have their, uh, why not print their, their cost up? And uh, if you're insured, it's X. If you're uninsured, we'll give you a cash discount, whatever the case may be. But so that, yeah, you can compare and they can compete. That benefits, uh, for sure, the uh, uh, the average Floridian. So I, I like the idea there. They I did the same thing, sleep apnea. Uh, my insurance didn't cover that huge bill, so they just sent me home with, a like, a monitor. And they go, well, it's not as good as a sleep study, but it's close. And it, it worked, and it saved me a bunch of money, so the outcome was the same. Sure. Uh, that committee that I'll chair, you know, has to do with all um, matters of public health and access, affordability. Um, I think communicable diseases comes under that committee. Uh, the health care facilities, the, the, uh, the retire not retirement homes, but the nursing homes. Uh, mar- medical marijuana comes into that. Um, in, in, in the past uh, three sessions, it was two different committees, but they combined both of those committees into the one that I'll be chairing, and it'll be a very busy session uh, with lots of bills that we'll, we'll, we'll be hearing. I bet. And then you're sitting on another committee, Energy Communications and Cybersecurity. Let me ask you this, uh, cybersecurity impacting everyone today, as a matter of fact, when, uh, you know, flights have been stopped, canceled, many of them put on hold because the computer system that the FAA uses is not working properly. What's going on? Well, uh, you're exactly right. You know, the, the biggest Achilles uh, heel, uh, I believe, for the state and our entire nation is is in the area of cyber. Um, we, we've had some breaches, as you know, with, with banks and people people uh, across in other countries getting uh, sensitive information, so security, you know, things like that. Uh, of course, I've read, you know, 100 books on uh, electromagnetic pulse and, and uh, taking down grids, and uh, none of those stories have happy endings. So the state of Florida is going to try to study these types of infrastructure strategies. We've got a, a chairman uh, that, that, that an expert in cybersecurity and uh, Representative Gia Lombardo, and I'm looking forward to learning uh, about uh, the things that we can do to protect ourselves and our citizens in Florida. Yeah, I, the term redundancy comes up. You know, what is our backup plan when uh, when cyber fails? It, it doesn't seem like uh, we have much of a backup plan. No redundancy there. Uh, most people have ripped out their or don't utilize their home telephone lines, for example. So a cell phone service is interrupted uh, your SOL. So you got your hands full with that, not to mention the energy part of that. What do you do when the push is on to push electric cars? We don't we don't have that kind of infrastructure in the state of Florida. 
No, we don't. And if you recall some of the news uh, articles and, and stories uh, in just before Thanksgiving about people testing the energy grid by uh, sabotaging through uh, shooting transformers and in, in, in strategic places and just like that, causing power outages, um, you know, in the winter in certain areas of the country. And I believe this is a deliberate, uh, concerted effort uh, to try to test our energy resiliency and how fast that we can put these uh, these grids back together. So, um, you know, not all uh, foreign um, uh, threats come from uh, armies uh, landing on our shore. Many of them are in, you know, basements and, and, and buildings in continents and other places. And uh, they're trying to inflict harm on the American people through these uh, energy outlets and the communication cybersecurity opportunities. We talked to the Ag Commissioner. He seemed to uh, be very favorable to uh, uh, the uh, constitutional carry. Do you think that is something that will get pushed through this year in Tallahassee? I absolutely think that it will be um, pushed through. I think it will be pulled through. Uh, I think the, the momentum is there for that. Uh, and I listened to the show yesterday, and Wilton Simpson is, is a, going to be an outstanding commissioner of agriculture. He was a, a superlative uh, president of the Senate, and he understands the issue uh, you know, intimately. And uh, he did a very good job of outline, um, outlining uh, why we will keep the, the, the permits because of the reciprocity. But if you're not concerned about reciprocity, um, you know your first amendment or your second amendment would, would be uh, sufficient in order to um, to carry on your person. Yeah, I, I, I think it was a fruitful conversation as well. Now, one that uh, Governor DeSantis has been big on, and I and I totally applaud him for this, trying to limit or stop Chinese ownership uh, of, say, farmland in Florida. And then you have one specific to your district that has to do with monkeys. Yeah, Bob, I got uh, buzzed with that. I, I didn't know much about foreign entities purchasing uh, farmland or, or even residential places uh, in, in the country. But apparently there was a, a purchase by a Chinese firm of about 1,400 acres in Levy County. And uh, the, the, the transaction uh, is going from uh, a uh, farming family or farming concern that has an uh, exotic animal game preserve on it. And they've sold it to uh, this company that has Chinese ties. And they did some inquiries about, uh, you know, can they, can they keep monkeys on this 1,400 acres? Um, I got... Uh, deep involved in this and, and come to find out I was going to do a, a local bill that would prohibit uh, monkeys, uh, yada, yada, and come to find out uh, we could pass a local bill, but it's the fresh, it's the Florida Fish and Wildlife Commission that has ultimate authority uh, on approving a primate uh, facility. So we could, uh, there's no general law that prohibits it. There's no uh, special law that would prohibit it. And so I'm working with, uh, you know, with uh, the governor's office now to try to make sure that uh, we don't rely on the FWC to approve or disapprove uh, things like uh, monkey research in any of our 67 counties in Florida. Yeah, that was uh, that's one that kind of blindsided a lot of people and the, the price paid for that land. I mean, I'm no real estate guy, but they paid a pretty penny for it. So. Uh, yeah, they're probably going to try to push forward with their agenda, and we're glad there's people like you in Tallahassee that uh, uh, are, are shining the light on this and uh, hopefully getting laws or things done that need to get done uh, to stop this kind of thing. And this is just one example of, uh, you know, Chinese ownership. People don't understand if it's owned by a Chinese company, the Chinese Communist Party has involvement, or they can at any moment have involvement, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. 
State Representative Chuck Clemens on the Bob Rose Rewind as your Saturday continues. Coming up next, the new Ag Commissioner, Wilton Simpson, will join us. We're talking food and guns next on the Bob Rose Rewind 97.3 The Sky. Happy Saturday and welcome to a new fresh edition of the Bob Rose Rewind. Last but not least, Agriculture Commissioner Wilton Simpson talking about the critical importance of food, growing it here in the Sunshine State. And of course, guns came up as an issue, concealed and open carry. Let's ask him about it right now on the Bob Rose Rewind 97.3 The Sky. Good morning, and congratulations on being the new Ag Commissioner in the state of Florida. Good morning, Bob, and thank you for having me. Yeah, it's our pleasure. I guess briefly, what are the what are the top three or four things that an Ag Commissioner is responsible for? You know, um, first and foremost, I would say that when you think about our, our food supply, clearly it is a national issue. Um, and I mentioned that many times to folks because we don't think of agriculture always as a national issue. Um, issue, but but when you look at um, oil, I always compare it to oil. We can overcome five dollar gasoline, six dollar gasoline for a short period of time if we have to. We're Americans; we will innovate. Imagine not having food in the grocery store for seven days or two weeks or something. You cannot overcome that. It, you'd have total chaos. So our number one job is um, protecting our food supply, making sure that our consumers are um, being taken care of, and to make sure that we have the most safe, affordable, abundant food anywhere in the world, which is our primary goal. And, of course, we introduced um, a bill of about two months ago dealing with foreign ownership of our ag lands and um, our, especially our enemies, making sure that um, our enemies cannot come over and buy up our ag land. That is a long-term view of the world, and it's something that I think is very important to make sure that we get put in place. Obviously, there's going to be other things besides agriculture lands. There'll be you know, around our military installations, things of that nature. But I think we have to take a long-term view on our food supply, and and that's something I get up every day thinking about. Great. Uh, great. I totally agree with all of that. Um, and when it comes to supply chain, um, for instance, and this, if it's not within your purview, tell me, but um, get with the governor and uh, build a plant that would produce baby formula, for instance, so that, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm being, I'm, it's, yeah. yeah, I'm being serious. Yes, of course. No, that's, and there is no question that that plant would have been better off in the free state of Florida, right? And um, and you think about through the years, the industrial, the Rust Belt, you know, through the Northeast is all a, um, you know, most of those areas up there are very liberal and, um, and are, you know, we're locked down states in some cases. And obviously there were other issues um, to deal with on that um, plant, but you're right. No, we that is the type of business that actually is moving to Florida. Now, I don't think there's a, I've not heard of a baby food plant, but there are many other manufacturing facilities Coming to the state of Florida, you know, our railway, our access to natural gas, our no state income tax, our business-friendly environment, our pro-law enforcement. Normally, when a business decides to move to the state of Florida or any other state, the first thing they ask for, one of the top two or three things is, is what type of law enforcement do you have? And, of course, there's no other state in the union that respects law enforcement the way that Florida does. And so I think we have all the ingredients here from a tax policy, from a business policy, from a law enforcement policy, 
for those businesses to consider Florida as they move. And as you know, those facilities are built with 30 years in mind, right, the depreciation values of those. But as they come available for new facilities, certainly we would hope that they would be looking at Florida. Now, one of the other things that uh, you're in charge of has to do with uh, guns, firearms, concealed uh, permits. Uh, what what action, if any, needs to be taken on, on that front? Well, I'm glad you bring that up. We're going to be introducing um, some language later today um, dealing with we have um, liberal groups that are trying to track through credit card payments our um, purchases of ammunition and guns. Obviously, they're infringing upon our Second Amendment rights. And in the state of Florida, we are not going to tolerate this. And, and they have not, they don't, it's not a law that they have to do it. These are liberal groups um, led by people like Elizabeth Warren and New York City Mayor Eric Adams. And what they want to do, and, and it's called the ISO, the International Organization for Standardization. And that what they would like to is have a, the credit card companies put a specific code when you buy ammunition or guns. And we're going to outlaw that in the state of Florida. We're not going to let them track law-abiding citizens. Um, and, and the purpose of doing this, of course, is to intimidate, to track, to infringe upon our Second Amendment rights. And we certainly are not going to let liberal elites lead us around this country um, um, do that to, in the state of Florida. Well, I, you know, I think the Supreme Court's done a good job of solidifying the Second Amendment, uh, going back to even uh, Heller versus the uh, D.C. Uh, but um, they are going to try to encroach on our rights using every tool in the book, including, like you say, credit card companies, banking industries, those uh, attempt to get loans or being in the, uh, you know, a lawful business like, you know, an FFL and a, a gun dealer. I mean, you want those people in business because they're the ones that utilize the background checks and they're the ones that want to do business the right way. That's right. And, and so, in, you know, in Florida, when we think about um, the liberals around this country, they're never going to stop, right? They're, gonna, they're always in, trying to infringe upon our Second Amendment rights, and this is another backdoor way of doing that, um, and, and we're not going to let that happen in Florida. And we're actually going to have some penalties in this bill if they do attempt to put a code on those credit card um, usage or banking, um, that it would be a $10,000 fine per incident um, in most cases. And so we believe that Florida taking the lead on this issue, um, that other states will immediately start filing legislation like this. So we believe there's a good chance that we will head off the whole um, idea of them doing this because the penalties will be so great. Most credit card companies don't want to have, you know, different rules for Florida than Texas or New York or, or any other state, right? They want all the rules to be the same. And so, um, you know, I, by us doing this bill this year, by us leading on this issue, I believe that maybe we will head this one off and they will not develop those codes. They will not put it, especially in the United States. That's what we're hoping for. Certainly, we're going to take care of Florida, but we hope that this will um, have an effect all over the country. Now, you sign off on the uh, licenses that concealed uh, weapon permit holders have. Um, How would constitutional carry affect or impact that? And do you think constitutional carry is going to pass because based on the folks that I have uh, spoken to law, you know, uh, the folks that write the laws up in Tallahassee, it looks like this time around, it actually has a chance. I think that constitutional carry would be a great thing. I've been for constitutional carry. I've served for 10 years. We did many good gun bills in my 10 years. We did not get constitutional carry done. I believe it will pass this year. I think you've got two very serious members of the legislature, one in the Senate, one in the House, that will be um, running this bill. And so I think we've got a very good chance of getting that done this year. I do not think it will affect the um, 
concealed-carry program that the Department of Agriculture oversees because I think that the reciprocity that people will get by having the, the card um, and the background check will be helpful. And I think another part of that aspect is, is that if you get stopped by law enforcement and you're concealed-carrying, if you have your concealed carry card, then they clearly know that you um, have that. You've been background checked. You've been screened. And so I think my instinct is is that people will have the ability to constitutional carry, and some of us will do that, but that the majority of us will still want to have make sure that um, we're um, with the card so that we with the license so that we can um, go with uh, go to other states. Number one. And then number two, um, to make sure we can identify ourselves as law enforcement, as a law-abiding citizen, without any um, question. Yeah, and then we have the flexibility of freedom to carry in a way that we're comfortable on any given situation, whether that would be open or concealed. So that would kind of cover those bases. And apparently 25 other states have already gone with a constitutional carry. It, it seems like, at least so far, there hasn't been any negative uh, consequences, uh, unless you're aware of some. Mm-hmm. No, not at all. There's there's not a downside to constitutional carry. The the reality is we should have done this bill many years ago here in the state of Florida. We had um, really a clown show the last few years. Um, you know, it was more about uh, personalities and politics than it was about getting serious piece of legislation done. And so I believe we're at the right moment in time to get this done. I don't see a downside to it all. You've got law-abiding citizens um, being able to exercise their Second Amendment rights, right? It's, this is just like the any other constitutional amendment, we have the right to do these things, and um, and I um, think I think we'll get this done. And and I do believe, by the way, and, and unless the legislature chooses to do away with the concealed carry, um, which we currently have, I believe that'll stay a robust program. Again, because I think most folks will want to have the concealed carry ability so that they can conceal amongst the other states. I believe there are thirty several. There's thirty three or four states with reciprocity that you can carry in if you've got a concealed carry from Florida. So I think you'll have a robust program in that area. But then I do believe that people that want to constitutional carry um, will be able to do that. And if they, did, if they didn't take the time to initially get a license, they can still do it, right? It's their, it's their right to do so. So I think we're going to make a lot of headway this year. And I believe that by doing that, then clearly we have to fight these liberal groups that want to use these backdoor um, ways of getting towards our constitutional rights, um, you know, with, through credit card or other apparatuses to be able to track us, and um, and so we're going to take care of that also. Ag Commissioner Wilton Simpson on the Bob Rose Rewind. Thanks to State Rep Chuck Clements, also Gilchrist County Sheriff Bobby Schultz, and Congresswoman Kat Kamek, and thank you for tuning in and supporting what we do. We appreciate that. Listen to the Bob Rose Show along with Greg Cassidy Monday through Friday starting at 6 a.m. Enjoy MLK Day. See ya. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.